Welcome to this edition of Cougar Insiders Podcast, as always brought to you by Mr. Mack. In this edition, we'll, we'll recap the game against UMass, what to look forward to when BYU travels to take on San Diego State, the basketball team in Maui, and soccer. Women playing extremely well, about to enter the, the round of eight against uh, number one Stanford. All this and more on this edition of Cougar Insiders Podcast. Welcome to this edition of Cougar Insiders Podcast, brought to you always by Mr. Mac. With me today, uh, Jeff Collin, Dick Harmon are playing hooky, uh, but we have the, the stalwart Jay Drew here to share his hot takes on, on BYU football, and uh, I'm Brandon Gurney. I'm I've, They put me in charge of this podcast, or I guess I'm seeing it, whatever, but uh, Jay, fresh in from Massachusetts, thrilling game. <laughs> well, it really wasn't that thrilling. Uh, it was uh, different. But uh, Kalani said in the news conference that I just attended that they got something out of it, that they uh, that it was a positive experience all the way around, and that uh, more most importantly, they got some younger guys and less experienced guys chances to play, and uh, they also felt like they reestablished some confidence in the starters who uh, just moved through the UMass defense like a hot knife through butter in that second quarter. It was uh, I don't think I've ever witnessed that sort of domination uh, in the 11 years that I've covered the Cougars. So, uh, yeah, all in all, it was, uh, I think they're happy it's in the rearview mirror. They're ready to turn their attention to uh, a really, really good San Diego State team. So, all in all, uh, they got what they needed out of it, and they're ready to move on. In my mind, it was really hard to take anything positive out of this game, but you could take something negative. <laughs> it was kind of that. But the one positive that, that I thought you could take is just if the third and fourth string, the development of that. First half, I, I mean, I, I don't think you could have scripted anything. Maybe a quicker start, you know, if, you, if you're going uh, <laughs> to... They did have that. to punt on their first possession. Yeah, yeah, they did, but so what? They scored forty-two points in the second quarter, but 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 the second half, holy cow! I, I mean, just to paint a picture for you guys, I, I I watched the game with my games with my dad. He fell asleep. <laughs> I I I, I kind of lost attention, and then it's midway through, through the they're coming to the fourth quarter. And it's like, man, you must put up some points. It's uh, it, it didn't look as what am I trying to say here? It, it, it didn't look as big of a blowout, and. and some disappointment in that that UMass was able to put up twenty four points and sure there was and I think Kalani said that after the game and he said it today again that, that yeah they expect better out of their second and third stringers he did mention UMass left its starters in it was senior day it was their final game of the season and uh, it was obvious they wanted to give you know do everything they could to to uh, slap lipstick on a pig and they did that as far as scoring at the end there were some bright spots uh, for BYU's backups. Hayden Livingston played reasonably well at safety. My takeaway was one of the biggest concerns BYU had in that game was that Jake Oldroyd missed another field goal. It actually clanged off the upright. And, uh, I mean, he's a first-teamer. He's a mainline guy, and uh, and they've got a problem there. I think he's missed uh, three of his last four field goal attempts. So I'd have to look it up. But, but uh, that's a concern because this game coming up is going to be really close. Uh, every San Diego State game is close, no matter who they are playing. And it could come down to a field goal, and— uh, Right now, I don't see a lot of confidence among 
the coaches and the teammates in uh, Jake Oldroyd. So that's something I think they got to fix. It's going to be interesting because they, Skyler Southam's a, a, a really good backup. He, he's a guy that they can turn to. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I'm really interested in the San Diego State game. San Diego State hasn't blown the doors off anyone. That's not what they do. But I think a very notable score was they went to Hawaii, where Hawaii just runs over everyone, and they limited the Rainbows to the Rainbow Warriors now, I guess that's what we call them, to 14 points. I, I thought that was really significant. And you look down their schedule, it's not a team that gives up 20 points, even 20 points, but very often. I, this is going to be a big test for this BYU offense. Maybe the biggest test that this offense has faced since University of Washington. I, I really believe that. I think San Diego State's that good. I think it's probably a better defense than, than Boise State. Offensively, they lack a lot of punch. I think BYU's defense can do a lot to, to, to maintain that. But, but as far as these offensive changes, and we've heard a lot of talk about just the progression they've made on offense, doling out different responsibilities, figuring some things out. This is the test. This is a really big test. They've kind of been sleepwalking the last month, haven't had the quality of opponent to really validate the changes they've made. This is the game to do it, and it's going to be a severe test on the road against a very good defense. I'm I'm very anxious to see this. I'm, I'm, I'm very interested to see how Zach Wilson performs, how the offensive line can stand up. It's a big test. Uh, absolutely. San Diego State rakes in the top 25 in almost every statistical defensive category. Offensively, they're in the bottom around 100 in most of them. So absolutely. I think this is the best defense BYU will face since Utah in the opener. Even better than Washington. I think it's better than Washington. Wow. I think it's better than Boise State's. I can't really think of another defense that's been even that that good, but uh, USC, I guess, because they're a Power 5 team, you have to say their defense is good. But you're absolutely right. Zach Wilson, I think it was key. He did not play particularly great against Idaho State in his first game back from injury. But against UMass, he was sharp. He was 17 of 20, uh, marched him down the field, made all the right decisions. Uh, two of the three passes that were incomplete could have been caught. I mean, the DB was right there, but but the ball was right on the money. Um, so he's. I think that was important for him to hit his stride in that game and to come into this game with a lot of confidence. We got to mention the running back situation. Oh, yeah. They lost Sione Finau, uh, which is it can only hurt them. They're down to you know Jackson. McChesney and and you had to move Tyler Algier over from the other side of the ball so that could be a factor and not only in just running the ball but in pass protection BYU relies on its running backs to sometimes chip the defensive end to pick up blitzers and uh, San Diego State does that a lot and I think that'll be a, that'll be a key is how well these young running backs stand up. Is there any chance Emmanuel Supa is going to be playing? I don't think so. He didn't make the trip back east. He played a couple plays against Idaho State, but I think that was just for ceremonial purposes on senior day. So I think they're uh, they're going to have to go with McChesney and Lopini Katoa, who is out of concussion protocol and played against uh, UMass, and then Tyler Algier. I think those will be their three guys. I'm excited for this game. That's a good game to end the season. We're going to find out a lot about this BYU team against San Diego State, I think. So, so very interesting game after a month of just kind of sleepwalking through a very lackluster schedule. Tis the season for dress up. Visit Mr. Mac today and get suited up. Mr. Mac has the right suit for any occasion, including their designer collection. Suits by Calvin Klein, Michael Kors, Talia, and more. Styles from
from traditional, modern, or slim fit. Great-looking new suits have just arrived in an assortment of all colors and styles. Buy one designer suit and get an additional suit for just 100 bucks or a free sport coat. Mr. Mac offers fast, free alterations at all nine Mr. Mac stores. Let's turn to basketball. BYU three and two. I, I think that's probably what most people anticipated. Maybe two and three for the negative fans. Uh, but I think three and two is about what you'd expect. Maybe flip flop the loss to Boise State with the win against Houston is kind of what most people anticipated. But now they're in Maui. Uh, Jeff calls there, uh, enjoying it. Uh, way to go, Jeff. Uh, very jealous while it's snowing here. But um, what are your early observations from the Mark Pope era, Jay? I I, I know you don't cover basketball uh, as much anymore, but uh, you probably seen the team play a few times. Uh, what are your takeaways uh, through the early season? Yeah, I think it's about like you said, where they were expected to be. I mean, this is a team that could be five and zero. They could be one and four. I mean, they played a lot of close games as expected. Obviously, they're missing uh, size inside with without Yoli for four more games, and and then with Gavin Baxter's injury. So, about what I expected. I think if there's an issue, it's their late game performance. They did not click very well in the latter part of the Houston game until the very end. Um, they had some, you know, didn't take care of the ball very well. Boise State, both in end of regulation and the end of overtime, they did not play well. And I think they really lack a big-time go-to guy like Yoli Childs would be. There's no question at the end of that Boise State game, if Yoli was on the floor, he would have been getting the ball. So I think that's probably the issue is just closing out games and and, uh, half-court offense execution. I think they're still figuring some things out. I think Jake Toulson and TJ Haas and Alex Barcelo are still experiencing a learning curve on how to play with one another. I maintain, I still want to, I, 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 I think I've said this for four or five years straight. TJ Haas needs the ball in his hands. He should always have the ball in his hands. He, the offense shouldn't be going through other people in my mind. I, I think that's where he excels. I think he suffers when he doesn't have that. He's not a spot-up shooter. He's a guy that creates, and I think that could – could. Uh, I feel a lot of times against Boise State – that they went away from T.J. Haas being the main guy, and he struggled. I understand that, and that, that's obviously the counter argument. But my but my argument to that would be you take him out of, of what he does best, and he's and he's not going to play as well. So see that, and, and maybe some more give and take with Jake Toulson as he finds his role and all that. But you're going to see inconsistency from this team when you don't have that consistent down low presence that Yoli Childs can provide. With, with a new team, kind of learning a new system, how to play with one another, you're going to see inconsistency. And I think that's what you've seen from this BYU team. Against Maui, that first game is so important. Just getting that first win. You don't want to be on the beat card playing Chaminade and, and just, you want to see them against Kansas. Sure, sure they'll probably get the, their doors blown off and whatnot, but but you want to win that first game. Yeah, this game tonight against UCLA is, is really important. Not only, like you said, to advance in the tournament and not be in the, uh, in the loser's bracket game, but also for NCAA seeding purposes or, or tournament at-large bid purposes down the road, I think if they can pull off a couple wins in Maui and uh, point to the fact that Yoli Childs didn't play, I think come March when the bids are handed out, I think the committee might be able to look at that and say, yeah, this is a pretty good BYU team that played well without Yoli Childs, and now they have him back. And uh Assuming they go through the WCC season with only, you know, a handful of losses, I think uh, so, you know, make a long story short, yes, tonight's game is really huge for for NCAA at-large bid purposes.
Suit up in style with Mr. Mac and Alema Harrington. Enter now to win a designer suit and accessories from Mr. Mac. One suit, shirt, tie, belt, sock, and shoe. Also, an outfitting shopping experience with Alema during the remote December 11th. Alema will personally pick you out an outfit. Find Mr. Mac on Facebook or Instagram and enter to win. Compliments of Mr. Mac. Okay, I'll take this next segment. You can take the next one because it's Soccer Jay, and I I, I don't think you've been... Oh, no, you did. You, you, you I covered in. the... Uh, you the, did. I uh, can't remember who they played. Louisville? Okay, no, you no, out no. yourself, so I'm going to ask you a question about the oh, soccer. Oh, Boise State is who they played. There you go, but... <laughs> But, uh, wow, this team's good. This team is really good. I, I second round of the NCAA tournament, 4 nothing. Uh, uh, <laughs> round of 16, 3 nothing. North Carolina State, uh, Louisville, two quality ACC teams. And both those teams look completely overmatched in my mind. Um, it, they weren't close. The games were never in question. And, and BYU just was able to do what it wanted. Sure, BYU enjoys a significant home advantage. But this team is rolling, and and a lot of fans know about it because there was standing room only on that Saturday match in the freezing cold. And, man, they they were treated as a show, a a very good defense. The goalie, Sabrina Davis, had a a lot of really good saves. They have the midfield, they have the defense, and they have a really good goal scorer in in Elise Flake, which is a really important thing in soccer. And and this team has a lot of potential. Um, They're going to need all of it when they take on Stanford. The number one team in the country. I don't think there's much debate from anyone about that. They have to travel to Stanford. If they can get through Stanford, you have to talk national championship for this team because they are that good. So what's your take about this team? Just having seen them play for a little bit. Yeah, we should mention that game against Stanford is Friday, day after Thanksgiving, 3 p.m. over in Palo Alto. If you're a BYU fan in the Bay Area, I think it's it's a worthy uh, way to spend Black Friday. Get over there and support BYU. It might, might just take on this is why are BYU and Stanford the two best record teams in the country playing in an Elite Eight game? And I think it all comes back to that controversial seeding that BYU got a number two seed when it probably deserved a number one seed. Now they have to go play the or is Stanford the overall number one seed in the I, whole tournament? Yeah, I believe now so. Now they have to go yeah. play on their home field. I, I think I read today a tweet by Greg Rubel that Stanford has won like 38 consecutive home home games, Stanford women's soccer. So huge, huge task for the BYU soccer team. But I think if they can not be intimidated, that they can rise to the occasion, if they can get some support there from Cougar Nation, I think they can uh, can hang with the Cardinal. I love conspiracy theories, and my conspiracy theory is just off the charts for this match because the championship match for, 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 for the women's game is Sunday. BYU will not play Sunday, and they'll have to change that. And, and I really wonder if we're going to see equitable officiating. Yeah, I'm going there. Absolutely. I don't trust the NCAA at all, and I really don't trust what they do with BYU. So, fans, if you want something to, to, to lean back on, I just gave it to you. The refs, the NCAA messing with the Cougars game. But, but this team, I, I believe they can give Stanford a really good match, and it would not surprise me at all if they win this match. So, so there you go. Cross country. National championship, good stuff. Uh, well, what's your take on that, Jay? Yeah, they've been knocking at the door for many years, men and women. Uh, the the BYU men won in Terre Haute, Indiana, uh, won the national championship, their first. BYU women were second, just a phenomenal showing. I mean, you got to give credit to Ed Stone and coach, uh, the women's coach, Diljit Taylor, for, uh, I think that's how you say her first name, Diljit. 
Taylor, but she's awesome, as a matter of fact. She's uh, got that program right at the top. So just a, a great uh, a great day for BYU, and uh, I think it what the school's 11th national championship, I think we, we wrote about in the Deseret News. So just uh, phenomenal effort by, by the cross-country stars from the men's and women's teams. Okay, any final words, any, any takes from, from what you'll be looking for against the Aztecs on Saturday or anything else? You know, I've been thinking about whether I want to call this a successful season for BYU football. I think it's uh, been impressive, the turnaround after the 2-4 and four start. But I wrote in uh, this morning's Deseret News, Monday mornings, that I think they have to win one of the next two games. They have to win or both to call it a successful season. I think if they lose at San Diego State and they lose in the bowl game, that tarnishes a lot of, I think, what they've accomplished. So it's a big stakes game for BYU. I don't know if it's huge for San Diego State anymore because uh, they got knocked out of the Mountain West Championship game with that loss to Hawaii that you mentioned. But I think uh, to call this a successful season, BYU needs to win one of the next two games. The offense needs to validate itself. The offensive line, we've we've heard there's a lot of hype about this group. That dominating effort, that that ability to to protect a quarterback consistently and maintain a a consistent running attack, and that's going to be really tough now now that uh, Sione Finau is not going to be able to play. You want to see it. I, 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 I want to see that against a quality defense, uh, sustaining long drives, putting up. If BYU scores more than 24 points, it should win this game, in my mind. Uh, doing that against San Diego State is going to be difficult, and I think it's all on the offense in this one. So we'll, we'll see what comes about. It's going to be a close game. I In no way scenario do I see this as a blowout by either side. So, so it's going to be a very intriguing game, one I'm very excited to see. Anyway, that should do it for this edition of Cougar uh, Insider uh, Podcast. Once again, brought to you by Mr. Mac, and we'll see you guys next week. 